Well, hello, and hello, welcome hello. back. Hey, hey, hey. So talk to me for another episode. <laughs> so 31, no, 32? 32, I think. Really? I think it's 32. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it We've is. We made it. We made it for a whole 32. I, I think <laughs> we had this conversation a few weeks ago. So actually, I don't necessarily need to go into that. Um, <laughs> just like last week. Um, we still have a little bit of Gunk. cough and sniffles and stuff. It doesn't go away. Nope, it's just hanging on. It's, it's like hanging a, on. It's really annoying. Like a, a ghost that's haunting our Bodies. nostrils <laughs> and our breathing canals. All right. I don't think I've ever said those two words right next to each other before. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you may hear some coughing. You may hear some sniffling. It's going to happen. Sorry. I'll try and edit it out, but it doesn't always. I'm I'm not that particular. Sorry, guys. So, All but right. we'll, we'll try not to make too many gross noises in the <laughs> microphone. But yeah, so how you doing? I'm doing good. It was a good day. Awesome. We uh, well, you usually go in uh later on Thursdays since you have to work later. Yeah. So it is Thursday. Yeah. So. You made waffles this morning, mm -hmm. which is awesome. In the morning, I made waffles. <laughs> which is Ollie's favorite. Um, yeah, it was nice just getting to have breakfast all together. Yum. Sit down and have breakfast together and start off the day that way. It was awesome. Um, also, it was really cute today. Um, I was doing that like workout video that I have. Mm -hmm. And Ollie was doing it with me because <laughs> Josie was napping and uh, it was so cute because he was actually like really trying to do like every single move. So Dang. like he was doing or not doing them all correctly, obviously, but well, he was doing jumping two. jacks. Yeah, he was doing jumping jacks and um, like all the stretches and trying to do like the ab workouts. Oh my goodness. It was so cute. <laughs> That's loved awesome. it. And he like kept wanting to do more. He's like, more? More Dang. exercise? More exercise? He just thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was super cute. I mean, he's a child. Of course he thinks it's fun. Everything's fun <laughs> yeah. for children. <laughs> Work is fun for children <laughs> until you grow up and realize it's a pain. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just being an old curmudgeon. <laughs> Sorry. But it was awesome because like, I don't know. I've been having a hard time like getting myself motivated mm -hmm. to work out and just Me too. even eat really so healthy just because like, I don't know, probably because I've just made a habit of not doing it lately. So yeah. it's just harder to get back into it. But also just with feeling crummy, like all this gunk yeah. mm -hmm. is just, ugh, it makes me not want to do anything. So well, yeah, and you don't want to push it and then get sick longer. Yeah. So. But I also think that just being, I don't know, lazy is not helping it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, Both and. Yeah. But it was awesome that he was just having so much fun with it because it yeah. made me have more fun with it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, this will be something cool that we can do together. Yeah, you, know? you have a workout buddy. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute. Nice. Got your own little class. Yeah. That's awesome. And then we went outside 
and he played while I sat and read the book that I'm having to read for the AOC School of Ministry thing. Nice. Yeah. What book is that? Uh, The Master Plan of Evangelism. Gotcha. The digital copy. Yeah, it's on Hoopla. Oh, cool. Yeah, technically we Fun. were supposed to have like ordered the book and have a copy of it. Okay. But I'm like, it's free on Hoopla. <laughs> like why? But. <laughs> nice. So that's just what I'm using. Yeah, cool. Because we're not actually like looking at it and going through it. Okay. Um, Like just, reading it in the class. It's yeah. just like, hey, read Discussion this. Discussion group. Yeah, like read this on your own time and then talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Book club. Kind of. Nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Sounds like you had a good day. It was a good day. Cool. It's funny because I, on Thursdays, well, just any day, I'm like, don't go to work. Stay home. Like, cuddle with me. Even though we wouldn't be able to, like, cuddle much if you stayed home anyways because we'd be busy with the kids. But I have... We do have children. <laughs> I actually enjoy it just being me and the kids in the evening okay on thursday nights which is kind of weird well, that but makes me feel great no <laughs> just of kidding. course i would love it if you were here but i don't know i don't know why i just i don't know maybe it's just because that i'm just used to that all day long so really it's just a continuation of me just being with them but I don't know. I, I really don't think it's that hard to like give them dinner and then give them a bath and get them ready for bed and put them down for bed all by myself. Nice. It's not very hard. I don't know. They're not. And and she didn't get a second nap today and he didn't nap uh, at all. So it oh, was like wow. it was really easy just to put him down. Yeah, they were they were asleep by eight o'clock. So okay. like it wasn't hard. Maybe that's why I like it because I'm able to just like do things the way that I want to do them and get them down earlier. Okay. I don't know. It's more structured. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Cool. I'm just surprised that I actually like like it. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought that it'd be a lot more work. Instead of being stressful. Yeah. It's not stressful. So. Well, awesome. Yeah. It's just been a good day. How about you? How was your day? Oh, yeah. My day was good. My day was good. Busy. Always, always more stuff to do. Um, but no, it's, it was a good day. Um, yeah, there were some cool things that came up this week too. It's been a good week since last week. Like, um, you know, my best friend had his second daughter. Yay. That's pretty cool. Catherine. Yeah. So that's, that's really exciting. Um, hoping to see him soon. And, uh, we also went to a wedding over the weekend. Hey yo! Hey yo! That was the Rowls. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. It was a lot. It was well. I will say, it was more work than I expected it to be. Wrangling two kids while you were doing your matronly duties, <laughs> your other duties, <laughs> um, as the matron of honor, and yeah, yeah, between and and having it be out of 
the er, having it be like an hour away from where we live yeah so like rehearsal dinner which was i mean it was great like i enjoyed it so much but yeah just wrangling the kids and driving out there and driving back and then the next day going out there early with the kids and making sure everything was working yeah it was it was a lot it was a lot and they were really late nights for the kids yeah um so it was it was tiring for sure, but it was yeah. good. It was fun. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, it's uh, bringing two families together. Heyo, that's a wedding <laughs> for you, a marriage. Now, super stoked for them. So they're out in California Hey-o. all day honeymoon. California. Sorry, that was a reference to a little known movie called The Wizard, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> It's about a little kid who plays video games. Oh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, it's a good movie. And it has Rilo Kylie in it. Did I actually say that right? Yeah, Rilo yeah. Kylie. Okay. Because I'm like, Kylo Ren. No. <laughs> Rilo Ken. Um, Kylo. But what's her actual Rilo? name? Gen- Is it Jennifer? I don't think so. No. That doesn't sound no, right. No, 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 no. But. Um, Dang it. I know her actual name. Jenny. Jenny something. Jenny something. <laughs> Darn it. You have the interwebs right in front of you. I, I do, but I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I think it is Jenny something, though. Oh, it definitely is. I just So don't then know I what. wasn't wrong when I said Jen, Jennifer something. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis. Such a common last name. Why couldn't I think of that? I don't know. Jenny Lewis. Yeah. We actually went. Um, what what concert was it that we went to where she was headlining? What concert? I mean, yeah. it was the it was the one where she was headlining. I don't understand don't the question. Don't look at me like that. But it wasn't her concert. She was just headlining. It was like a. Uh, oh, uh, it was a radio station. There you go. They put yep. on a show. It was like their, was. the birthday show or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and she was headlining. Yeah, because we also got to see a terrible band. Oh, God. <sighs> I don't um, even remember their name, but... I, oh, I remember, and I will I will give this as an anti-reco. Oh, if you want to hear some... Ter- if you're in the it mood to hear some terrible, terrible, terrible music... They may not actually be as terrible recorded, but it was awful live. It was so bad. I haven't actually listened to them like on the radio or recorded but it was i mean i i had to leave like <laughs> i couldn't stand it i had to like i was like i'm i have i'm gonna go get a drink or something i can't do this i have to like get away my ears need to be away from this yeah it it was very frustrating because they would do some cool things like they would add in some cool sounds or use like uh they, they would use some cool grooves and some weird like time signature things Except that that would be so buried underneath everything else they were doing that seemed like it was just trying to get on your nerves. There was it. There was it. Wasn't cohesive. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It and felt like each member of the band was doing something totally like in different. different keys. Yeah. And just like what I my my ears cannot. I can't. But yeah, that that is my anti reco. If you want to hear something that I would consider terrible. Sorry for being sad boys. Well, you didn't say what the band was. No, they're called the Tune Yards. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
have it's fun. Like all women, have fun right? With that. Or no, 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 there was, there was one guy, dude. right? He was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and like really short khaki shorts. <laughs> like he was super it uh, was hipster. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was super weird. It just said super twice. Two supers. Super super weird. Anyways. But anyways, tell me about the rest of your day. Uh, <laughs> no, my day was good. Got I didn't have anything. No, I didn't have anything else. I was just thinking hole. about the week and sort of, yeah, just the highlights of the week or the wedding and little Catherine. Yeah. So. But what did you actually do in your day today is what I, because that's kind of what I talked about was just stuff that yeah, happened I know. in my day. So I talked about our week. So, I mean, it doesn't really but what, matter. I want to know what happened in your day. I haven't actually asked you this, like, aside yeah. from recording this right now. So I'm asking for myself. I want to know. Okay. So talk to me. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I went and I gave plasma and I read uh, my book. Oh, I forgot that's to. that's why you were putting the little ointment on your. Yeah. So I went and gave plasma and I forgot my Planet Narnia book. So I wasn't reading that. And I did have. Um, my Junji Ito book that I'm reading called mm. Uzumaki, and it's actually really good. It's a cool little collection of stories. Uh, they're all they're all based on a city that um, a lot of weird stuff happens there. It's it's probably the best like collection of stories of his that I've read. So, so you're done with really Tomie? Mm-hmm. Yep, finished Tomie. Finished Gyo, Shiver, and Tomie. Yeah. There was one story that was kind of similar to a Tomie story, but it was fit within the confines of what is going on in this city. Yeah. Then just went to work and got stuff ready for Sunday. Got fun, fun. Yeah. Um, JG redid his pedal board, so I played with that for a little while. Cool. Yeah. And then we went to Chipotle before rehearsal. Chipotle? Yeah. I didn't I didn't have anything. JJ had ordered some queso. Chipotle queso is not that great. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty lame, actually. <laughs> uh, now, I'm not complaining. It was like he gave me queso. That's awesome. It was free queso. Exactly. Exactly. It just, yeah, I, I would not purchase it. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> It was not good. So why why isn't it good? Like what what about it? So like? it's kind of um, I was gonna say chunky, um, but that's that's not necessarily the right word. I mean, it's like the consistency of like nacho cheese. You know, the stuff that you get in a can. Oh, um, it's sort of that consistency. It's a little more chunky than that, slightly Ooh. thicker than that, but it has that consistency, and it doesn't have much of a flavor to it. Like there were little bits of peppers in it, and when you bit into one of those, it was good. Um, but there were just that it was few and far between, and it didn't have much flavor. What color was it? I mean, it was a pale orange. Okay. Yeah. That sounds so sad. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't anything special. <laughs> Meh. Yeah, uh, I. I don't think I've ever bought the canned cheese dip before. Yeah. It just looked so disgusting. Nah, I mean, it is what it is. It's if you know what you're getting. I mean, it's like McDonald's. If you go to McDonald's, you know what you're going to get. You know what it's going to taste like. And you eat it. Cause I've it's just cheap. always made my own queso. Yeah, that's way better. 
more expensive, but it's way better. So yeah, if you want something good, then you make it yourself. But if you want something, or I've just like gone to actual restaurants that have actual well, good queso. That's even that's way more expensive. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I've just I've never can. I've never considered the stuff in the can to be queso. I don't either. Okay. Well. So yeah, we we uh weren't prepared for <laughs> recording tonight. Um or at least I wasn't because I completely forgot about it until ah. you were like, "Hey, so are we recording?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> While I'm standing there watching a show on Netflix. Yeah. Oh. So I don't have a topic. Gotcha. Well, I've got a couple things to talk about. And actually, our queso conversation segues perfectly into a conversation hey. about another uh, restaurant Oh, that all the good little Christian boys and girls love. And that Chick-fil-A. is Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would still say that that is the best fast food restaurant that you can go to. Ever. It's it's my favorite. I love fast food. When it comes to just fast food, in and out. Well, it depends on what I want. Mm. I could always go for Chick-fil-A. Well, but they don't have hamburgers. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if I want a hamburger, then it like it's not my favorite fast food hamburger place because it's not (laughs) a fast food hamburger place. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I I guess I'm just saying I don't have a favorite fast food joint. It just depends on. It's also not my favorite pizza place, but like it, it's still my favorite fast food place. Yeah. I have categories and gotcha. I have favorites within the categories, but I don't have a favorite overall. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, w- I would always go for chick. Now, I'm not saying like, yeah, I'm not saying I'm always in the mood for Chick-fil-A, but I'm, I'm saying Chick-fil-A is always a good idea. Mm. And it's my favorite. Yeah. Of any fast food place. But. Anyways, so there, um, actually, I got this article, okay, that the New Yorker put out. Um, oh. I was listening to The Briefing <laughs> uh-huh. by Al Mohler. I've talked about it multiple times. Um, and Was that today's episode? Up, I haven't listened to it. No, this was a couple days ago. Okay. It was two or three days ago. Or maybe it was last week because I had to catch up on some episodes, but I, I think it was this week. Regardless, um, there was this article that someone um, posted on the New Yorker on their website. And it's talking about how Chick-fil-A opened another restaurant in New York. And the title of the article is Chick-fil-A's Creepy Infiltration of New York City. And so this entire <laughs> article sorry. is just because basically Because business is opening up another location. Yeah, it's basically just bashing Chick-fil-A for like eight paragraphs. Do they even know anything about the organization and how many people they've actually helped? Yeah, they 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 make mention of some of some of the things in the article. They talk about how much the uh company like donates, but then basically turn that around and say, "But that's just a drop in the bucket because the business makes tons of money." So the money that it gives away. Oh, I see. So because the company holds the title of Christian, they just have to be bad overall. Well, that's part of it. I mean, so it never, this guy never defines uh, Dan Pippenbring. (laughs) I I 
probably just butchered his last <laughs> name. Sorry, Dan. Um, he never, throughout the article, actually uh, pinpoints what it is that's creepy about Chick Fil A. He just brings up different things that he doesn't. He just like wanted to be clickbaity. Yeah, well, that's yes, but that's the weird thing is this is a New Yorker. This isn't like BuzzFeed. You know, if BuzzFeed mm. put out an article that was like, are they really that different? This totally now. Yeah. I'm, yeah, the New Yorker is like a, it's a national uh, newspaper. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it is held to a higher journalistic standard than freaking BuzzFeed is. Yes. Okay. In the minds of the, the American public. Not just anyone writes for the New Yorker. But Apparently. regardless. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so he, he goes on and he describes how, um, like he defines how this Chick-fil-A feels vaguely like a mega church <laughs> um, with kind of Has the wording. Has he ever been in a mega church? I, mm, that's a weird <laughs> thing. Because um, I never got that feeling from Chick-fil-A I know. Before. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm just like. Considering oh, it's a small what? fast food restaurant. Like, I, and, and granted, I haven't been to very many mega churches there but, are probably some Chick-fil-A's within mega church. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That's so true. Um, <laughs> just playing the same music over the speakers. Um, yeah, I've, I've never been to a church that feels like a Chick-fil-A. Uh, but it, one of the things that he brings up in the article is that the, um, the, the first words of Chick-fil-A's, not their motto, um, here, actually, I want to go ahead and find exactly what it says. Give me just a second. Okay. It says that the restaurant's corporate purpose still begins with the words to glorify God and that proselytism thrums below the surface of the Fulton Street restaurant, which has the homespun ambience of a megachurch. What does proselytism mean? Um, to proselytize, like basically to attempt to evangelize, like to, to, um, win people over to your cause Oh, is what it's saying. So That's such a horrible thing to do <laughs> when you believe in something. Well, okay. So that's the crazy part is that the more that I thought about that sentence in particular, because he just kind of glosses over it. Like that's, that's the like, one. Isn't that exactly what it. he's doing with this article? Hey, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. But when you, when you think about it, what he's saying there is that businesses should only exist to make money. They should never exist to proselytize, like to uh, attempt to win people over to their cause. Because once you once you change it into something else, to, into something that Dan disagrees with to glorify God, then that's the key all of a sudden, is that he disagrees yeah, with it. Yeah, that's all why they sudden, shouldn't be doing that. Now this this restaurant becomes a creepy place. Because it feels like a mega church. I'm sorry, you couldn't hear my eye roll there. Yeah, and you also couldn't see my um, my quotation marks that I'm making with my fingers. <laughs> but I mean, this this kind of subtlety, I think, is something that uh, sometimes we just take for granted. Like we don't we don't realize what people are saying um, behind what they're actually saying. You know, just saying that um, 
a Chick-fil-A is creepy. Okay, whatever. But when you're saying, oh, it's creepy because their motto says to glorify God. Well, re- that that's creep. Like, why is that creepy? That it has a a mission that's different than what you assume that it is. Because he doesn't like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. it hmm. It's it's very it's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange to even to because they're not being tolerant by saying uh, they're going to glorify God. <laughs> Yeah. And they need to be tolerant by agreeing and doing everything that I want them to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't understand how people can't see their hypocrisy and inconsistency and just complete double standard. Like, I don't, I don't understand how people can't see that. Mm-hmm. I'm well, sorry. I'm raising my voice. Yeah. It's just, I'm <laughs> yeah, like dumbfounded. <laughs> You just really love Chick-fil-A. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and again, like this was put out by the New Yorker. I'm I'm so surprised. Like it, it just, um, this is not the type of mudslinging that I would expect would be. It's obviously not well thought out. No, it's not. And then he uses very nice words. You know, he's an eloquent writer. He uses... Um, Words Lots that of I didn't know. Words. Yeah, yeah. There was actually, in, in fact, actually, if you go back and read that sentence, there was a word in that sentence that I took out because I don't know how to, I don't know what it means and I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, so that's fun. Um, but I think you still get the gist of what he's saying. Like it's, it is a, um, it's an adjective. It's just describing a different word. So if you take it out. It's just a little less flowery of a sentence. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So I, I think that's that's kind of the heart of what I wanted to to bring this up to talk about was not. And, and there's plenty more that he talks about in the in the article. He talks about how you know their um, their mascot are these cows that say to eat more chicken, as if it were you know an adorable thing for. Um, for animals who are pleading for their lives it's to a ask for other joke. animals to be murdered. Get over yourself. Yeah, I know. Oh I know. My I'm goodness. just I'm just like um are you saying that You're making yourself look ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Right. It's it's kind of yeah. It's it's so nitpicky. Again, and th- that's why I said when, when I brought it up is like I don't even understand why he doesn't he doesn't tell you in this article why he considers the restaurant creepy. He uses that word in the title of Who the article. Who okayed this article to go on their website? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like someone dropped the ball, people. Exactly. Someone really dropped the ball on this. Like how do how do you not see how? Uh, well, okay. So that's the other part of it that I was going to say is that when I went to go pull up the article after I I listened to the briefing, if you just type in the New Yorker Chick Fil A, the first um, page that's going to pull up is this article. Like the next 15 pages that Google pulls up are other sites like whether they're uh, there's one by the Washington Post. There's, of course, Fox News. There's CS- CNBC and all these other articles that talk about the intolerance of this article. Like it's articles <laughs> being written on an article that was written calling out how much of a double standard that this guy is using and how, um, yeah, how how 
It's basically a terrible article by someone <laughs> who has a vendetta against Chick-fil-A. Um, in, in one of these, in one of these um, paragraphs, he kind of ends it by talking about like how when, when Chick-fil-A first opened in, in uh, 2015, when they first opened their first store in New York, how there were protests, you know, because Chick-fil-A is anti-gay and hates gay people. Um, and how when they opened another uh, store in 2016, how the, um, the Wait, mayor Chick-fil-A of the city... Wait, Chick-fil-A didn't open until 2015 no, no, no. In, New York, in New York? In New York City, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, really? Yeah, 2015 was the first, the first one. This is only the third or fourth restaurant in any... He actually, he talks about it, how the day that he went there, there was like a huge line going like to the end of the block. So, and, and how good, exactly, exactly. (laughs) It's so, it's so difficult to, um, to even argue because it, and the workers are really polite. Yes. They have to be in order to work there. Mm -hmm. Like they have a flipping script in order to be polite. Yeah. And that's why that's another reason why people like it is because they're treated with decency. Yeah. And like they they actually mean something in being there and getting their food and it it's it's a good experience. Yeah. So of course people are going to like it and the food mm-hmm. is great. Like yeah. why are you complaining? As many times mm-hmm. as I've been to Chick-fil-A and I've been a lot. I have never um, interacted with an employee who made it seem like they didn't want to be there. Now, not, not saying that they're always like jolly and chipper and always like having a great day, but I'm saying like everyone in in other service industries like has their bad days right. or has those days where they just like you can tell on their face they're just like. Ugh. You but know, that I, also I don't says something about Chick-fil-A the company itself, exactly. like. They hold their, they hold them to a standard. Well, they hold them to a standard, but also like that tells me that they treat their employees really well. Mm-hmm. If they're actually, if you can actually see like the genuine, like willingness to be polite. Yeah, yeah. On their and to face do their jobs well. and in their yeah. voice. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the company must obviously treat their employees well. And why do they do that? Because they're trying to glorify God. What? <gasps> Oh, full circle. Hey, yeah. And uh and so that's why this guy doesn't like them. Um which is which is just it's it's funny in a way, but it's sad in another way and it just um anyways, I I wanted to bring it up because I think that um we have to be mindful of the implications that people make, you know, when we're talking with people, when, um, when people say that just because the reason that you do something is to glorify God, to love God, you know, to live for God automatically. Um, a lot of people in our culture think that you're, you're a radical, you know, you're, Oh, that person's super religious. Oh, you know, all, all these other things where, if you really sat down and thought about it, like everyone follows a creed, everyone has their own values, their own standards. Everyone is living towards something. Right. Um, whether they've thought about it or not, most people live for their own pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that looks like at that time. And lots of people have, have bigger goals than that. I'm not saying that everyone's like that, but if you haven't thought about it 
honestly, you're, it's probably, you know, so that you can feel good most of the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? You're following your heart. Yeah. And, and Doing in the case what makes of, you happy. <laughs> in the case of um, Chick-fil-A saying that they are attempting to glorify God um, and, and putting into place, you know, certain business practices because of that feels like a radical thing to people because they assume that you're only there to make money. Um, which, yes, businesses are there to make money. But in this case, that's subservient to their ultimate goal, which is to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And that should not, that that is not a radical thing. Right. Just to have a different um, set of priorities. Uh, it's It's not radical. You have priorities as well. Mm-hmm. And you follow them day in and day out. Yeah. It's just different. It's actually like, I guess to put it in another light, it's actually, I would think it would be like, if someone was complaining like this about me because I said that I was living to glorify God, mm-hmm. I would actually, it would actually kind of excite me because it's obvious to that person that I'm set apart for something. Yeah. And they're bothered by it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And and he uses um he uses language that is negative by saying things like, Oh, they're um anti LGBT or anti gay, um and things like that to to paint that in a negative light. And and he does quote their um their uh the owner of, of Chick-fil-A, I, I, I don't know, the CEO or whatever, and yeah. his statements on that, which um, are so, like, if you take the statements for what they mean, it's such a tame statement. So, so he, here's what he has to say. The brand's arrival here feels like an infiltration, in no small part because of its pervasive Christian traditionalism. Its headquarters in Atlanta are adorned with Bible verses and a statue of Jesus washing a disciple's feet. Its stores close on Sundays. Its CEO, Dan Cathy, has been accused of bigotry for using the company's charitable wing to fund anti-gay causes, including groups that oppose same-sex marriage. I don't know. I'm sort of like, really? Like, it, it, it's a company that claims to be a Christian company, and these things surprise you? Right. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's someone with different priorities, someone who disagrees with you on certain things on, in this case, in, um, you know, LGBT laws in, in how, um, you know, whether it is right or wrong. Now I can see, and, and here's probably the big, the big deal is that if you automatically assume that that means that anyone who has um uh a tendency towards or any you know sorry i'm trying to think of the right words but like you know what the culture would call a sexual orientation mm-hmm. that is different than straight um that they have less value that they have less worth that um you know god hates them or wh- whatever you want to say if you're assuming that that's what uh what they mean when they say these things then I mean, you have a reason to be up in arms about it. But look at look at the statement. It, it's not what he says. So this is quoting Dan Cathy. It says, mm-hmm. We're inviting God's judgment on our nation. He once said, 
when we shake our fist at him and say, we know better than you as to what constitutes a marriage. Okay. Yeah, that is the big, fat, hateful statement that Dan Cathy has made, is that says... Okay, and that's coming from a place of not understanding. Yeah, right. It's Well, he's, he's putting in Mr. Cathy's words that therefore, you know, we ought to hate these people or, you know, he, he's making assumptions that because God, because Mr. Cathy is saying God's um, definition of marriage is different than the American definition of marriage mm-hmm. um, and God will judge us because our definition is different. Mm-hmm. That because that the Bible therefore, says that God is our judge. Right. That that therefore means that we ought to, I, I don't know, you know, kill the gays, whatever. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what he's assuming, but those statements are extremely tame. Right. He is simply putting out his point of view, which is that um, God says, God defines marriage. Right. And when we say, when we, what Mr. Kathy said, when we shake our fists at God and disagree with him and tell him that he can't tell us what to do and we're going to, you know, we don't believe that that's what marriage is, that God will judge us for mm-hmm. that. And for some reason that's that's hateful, you know, some, for some reason that that deserves, that that's hate speech, you know, and therefore you ought to boycott Chick-fil-A. Because they believe something different than you. When if you just take those statements at face value, you can understand, okay, from your point of view, you believe that there's this God who defines marriage. You can give the benefit of the doubt, you know, saying that, okay, that's how you see things. I disagree with you. And that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to... Um, filter into your politics of where you buy your chicken sandwich. But our culture of tolerance, right. double standard tolerance, right. says differently. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, maybe if you take that and you say, well, then having that, knowing that God will judge, or saying that God will judge you for something that you uh, disagree with him on, therefore creates a culture of of patriarchal superiority where people have complexes when they go against what God says and they, they tend, should have they complexes start, when they go against well, then what they God start says. to hate themselves and you're uh, basically creating a culture in which people are, are, um, you know, condemning themselves and committing suicide. So because you're saying that God judges them, well, now they hate, they think less of themselves and they hate themselves and they'll go and, do things that are self-destructive because they believe that they're worthless because of what you said. And so if you're looking at it from that point of view, where you're looking at it from a systematized uh, standpoint, maybe that's where he's coming from. I don't know. I feel like I'm really reading into his words because he's not clear. He's not clear what makes that creepy. I think that the statistic on the number of people that have um, committed suicide because of... uh, Dan Cathy's words <laughs> would um, not be shocking to how incredibly small and non-existent. Non, yes, non-existent. That statistic. Non-existent. Be. I don't think anyone sees Dan Cathy as a hero 
who then just lost all their faith in him because he said that we disagree with God. Um, so there's that. And um, unless there's anything else you want to talk about Chick-fil-A, you know, how awesome Chick-fil-A is. Mm, I love Chick-fil-A. One of my recos hey. would be there. Now you're um, doing your recos early. It's not me. <laughs> oh, are we? I thought we were done. <laughs> oh, I, ha- I have one more thing. But um, okay. Were well, since about we're Chick-fil-A? talking about Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Their Southwest or spicy, is it spicy Southwest chicken or Southwest spicy chicken? Maybe it's Southwest spicy chicken salad. Oh my goodness. It's so good. It's really good actually. And you're going to get a salad. Yeah. But why would you go to Chick-fil-A and get a salad? Anyway, sorry. Because it's delicious. It's like the best salad I've ever had, which is why I always get it. And it's one of the best salads I've ever had because the dressing is avocado lime ranch so and it's good. so good yeah oh my goodness if you want a really good salad that's the salad to get it's true but you're still giving up a chicken sandwich so uh, i prefer it over the chicken sandwich wow there's just so much more flavor wow there's so many more flavors who even are you i don't know you <laughs> oh man I think we're going to have to end the podcast right here. (laughs) I'm so disappointed. No, just kidding. I mean, sure. If I'm in the mood for a chicken sandwich, I go for the chicken sandwich. Every time. No, I'm just kidding. No, it is a really good salad though. You're right. And yeah, that dressing is amazing. We have searched and searched and um, they do not sell it anywhere. No. Um, They have their own like personal distributor they don't actually distribute that anywhere else which is a shame there's like no generic version or anything maybe i'll try to find a recipe and make it myself or something okay so the last thing that i did want to say and want to talk about i don't know if it'll spark a conversation but i did want to give some clarification for something that i said last week that was very wrong um last week well last week you know we were talking about race Um, And Mm -hmm. I said that no one had thought in terms of race, that race was a recent concept. And you were like, well, Darwin, you know, Darwin was using that um, framework as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And, and that's when I was like, oh yeah, I guess so. So I don't know when it was. Anyways, that, that was very wrong of me to say. um, So I want to clarify what I should have said. So forgive me for, for throwing out wrong information. Um, people have, have thought in the construct of race, um, for, for quite a long time. What is recent, uh, what is, is, um, recent to our current age is critical race theory. Yeah. Um, so that's since the 1980s, according to Wikipedia. Um, (laughs) and that's basically what I was, what I was just, and that's why it came to mind when I was talking about Chick-fil-A and how that views different systems of, of the different legal systems in terms of race, in terms of how it affects different races and things like that. So that is what is new. So viewing, viewing, systems through a racial lens and viewing things through racial lenses that's that is what is a newer thing the intersectionality yeah 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 um it is not the concept of race so actually since last week i started reading a book um called uncle tom's cabin and this is you know a classic right Uh, but i've never read it before 
and I've been reading it, and they talk a lot about race. Um, and every time they talk about race, they actually mean race as in a a completely different race of beings, right? So when you're talking about the white race and the black race, um, what people in this book, and this book takes place um, pre-Civil War area, America, where chattel slavery is occurring in America. Right, the um, concept of a, different races, races, sorry, um, started because of hatred. Yes, <laughs> it was purely to divide people. Right. It was to say whites are human, blacks or people with other skin color are less than human. Right. That they are more animalistic. They are the, um, you know, if you're talking about Darwin, they are, you know, more of the missing link between apes and humans. Right. So um, the concept of race up until recently um, has been used purely to divide people mm -hmm. and to say that we are we are different biologically and fundamentally. Right. So that, I mean... This clarification, because <laughs> uh, again, I was wrong when I brought it up last week, but um, in clarifying it, in, in reading a book where racism is explicit, absolutely explicit, like terrible, horrible things are described in this book that, um, that Americans did to, to black slaves. Um, and it's overtly racist. It is white people thinking that they are better than black yeah, people it's hatred yeah pure hatred um and it's and, murdering a fellow image bearer in your heart yes and it deserves death yes yeah it's it's viewing a fellow image bearer as less than an image bearer someone right. that doesn't have the image of god like it that's uh, it's despicable yeah so um and and so when you think about the term race it just mm, it, it it solidifies in my mind that we as Christians ought not to be using that term. Right. Certainly there are ethnic distinctions. Okay. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we're all the same um, culturally. We're all the same. We all have the same. Upbringing. Or that we should be. Right. Right. Because yeah. diversity is a beautiful thing. Yes. Because of how God has created humanity. But what I'm saying is that Race has always been used to divide. Yeah. So I don't think we should be using that term. And and we mentioned it last week, so I'm just repeating myself, that using those terms um, infects the way that we think. Mm -hmm. um, Which is why the term racial reconciliation is, is an oxymoron. Right, right. Because viewing people in terms of race, in terms of different races of beings is divided yeah, yeah is inherently divisive so um so a little bit of clarification from last week because i messed up sorry guys <laughs> um race people have been viewing each other as different races for quite a while for at least a few hundred years um but it's been a vehicle of hatred mm -hmm. like it hasn't been a way to unite people it's been a right. way to to pull people apart and to say that people are less than people, which is, ah, I mean, it. I know that there are sins, there are cultural sins nowadays that we're blind to, but reading accounts of things that happened um, while chattel slavery was going on 
in America just like it makes me mad. I I don't understand how you can not see it as wrong. Right. How you can view someone as property. That just it makes me mm-hmm. it makes me angry, frankly. That's that's yeah. my first emotion is is anger. Um makes me wanna put the beat down on someone, mm-hmm. but that's probably not the Christian <laughs> thing to do. And in the book, um it's it's actually a really good book. Um but it is it was written to kind of um, kickstart the abolitionist movement. It is it is kind of preachy at times, um, but the the writer she was a Christian, and so you do get a positive view of Christianity and and a lot of the Christian characters in the book. However, she does also portray churches that um, churches and pastors that are attempting to say that slavery is okay. Um, because of like roundabout ways of interpreting scripture. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there were, there were people back then who owned slaves um, for particular reasons, um, but treated their slaves well. Not that Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not making an excuse for owning people. Right. Um, but i think i think one of the issues is is that we we lump everyone together and say that like even like our christian forefathers we those who cuz some did own slaves mm-hmm. um some theologians that we look up to theologically own slaves yeah um and that was wrong mhm uh but in this movement, some of those men are being um, thrown out of mm-hmm. vilified. Yeah, well, well, just thrown out of of Christendom, thrown out of the kingdom mm-hmm. um, because they own slaves. And I think we need to keep in mind that I mean, everyone sins, you know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, no theologian was perfect, right. you know. Like, right. we all have our places where we struggle, where we're inconsistent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So even though, yes, that was wrong that they had slaves, we shouldn't, we shouldn't choose this issue to throw brothers out of the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause like you said, I mean, they could have possibly, and I'm not talking about anyone in particular because I don't know anyone in particular there could have been cases where where they owned slaves but treated them like humans like right. fellow treated humans treated them really well yeah just kind of like house servants mm-hmm. um however their participation in chattel slavery i would say is sinful yeah um definitely. because that it, entire, it's inconsistent yeah, yeah with their christendom yeah yeah, yeah. cuz that entire industry was one where people were viewed as property Right. And that is But that doesn't mean that they weren't saved. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, just because you're in sin in certain areas, especially in ways and that's where it becomes so sticky in ways in which the culture doesn't see as sin. Um, right. doesn't mean that yeah, yeah, you're thrown out of the kingdom. And we see that in multiple ways. You know, we we've talked about because we're talking about Chick-fil-A, we talked about the LGBT issues. Like Yep, there are Christians nowadays who don't think that that's wrong. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's extremely inconsistent with scripture, yeah. with what the Bible says and what the Bible teaches about marriage, about family, about um, even the nature of love. Uh, however, I'm not going to say that, oh, if, you know, if a fellow Christian um, doesn't think there's anything wrong with homosexual relationships, that that means they're not a Christian. No, that's it's right. n- that's not or that you shouldn't even associate with them. Right. Like I mean, yeah, I believe that they would be wrong in viewing it that way. Yeah. Um but that doesn't mean that I should yeah, vilify them or throw them out of the kingdom. No, I should continue to give them the gospel, give them the word of of the Lord and try to help them to see truth in a loving way. Yeah. Yeah, I finished um, the most recent episode of The Dividing Line, and uh, Dr. White was, he was talking about slavery, and because the, um, because that that tweet by Kyle J. Howard, where he mentioned, um, was it Edwards and Whitfield? I believe so. Um, Talking about how he, he thinks that um, Martin Luther King Jr. was... He is more certain of MLK's salvation than he is of those other men. Right. Edwards and And it, it's and because they owned slaves. Right, yeah. So he was getting into that and like why why they had slaves back then. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he wasn't excusing the slavery at all. Mm-hmm. Um but he was talking about, you know, at that point in time, they were using slaves for this and they really thought that they needed them for this, for the community. It, it, it was something about, um, oh, something, something about um, crops and basically how like, th- like they thought their community was going to die if they didn't like have more hands mm-hmm. to do these crops, which is yeah. why they had slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, not excusing having the slaves, um, but that was the thought behind it. Yeah. Um, and to and to vilify these men and throw them out of the kingdom because yes, they were in- inconsistent in this part of their Christendom is wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, I, it was really good. I will recommend that episode. It was the newest. I'm pretty sure it was uh, the newest one. Excuse me. I think it came out either last night or the night before. I was listening to it last night and today, but I can't remember exactly what day it came out. But it was even, it cool. was eye opening for me because I hadn't really thought about it that way. Yeah, I also didn't know what Kyle J. Howard was even getting at with that tweet, yeah. like what he was referring to with Edwards and Whit- Whitfield, like why he would think that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, I. Uh, yeah, if if you automatically assume that um, a lot of the publicized kind of like horrible treatment of slaves, which did happen, again, I'm not yes. not putting any of that down. I mean, there there are plenty of accounts of people who abuse their slaves. Um, in the book that I'm reading, it talks about how families were ripped apart, um, uh, and it was very common. Okay, uh, children being taken away from their mothers at months old, you know, just like horrible, horrible accounts of things that happened. But if you automatically assume that that is when anyone who owned a slave did those things, 
you're you're going too far. That that's not necessarily the case. Not right. everyone that's was abusive. Not true. Yeah. Right. Right. The system was certainly abusive. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't get me wrong. And and it again, I would say that it's sinful to have participated in that system mm-hmm. um, because of the abuse that was going on. Right. But to say that every single person was abusive was committing those yeah. abuses. Yeah, is is problematic. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, because I mean, honestly, then you have a lot of blood on your hands here nowadays in America, um, because look at all that the government does. You know. Do you even recently there were I, I don't know millions of babies. Yes, abortion certainly. Um, but even I mean that would say that we have blood on our hands from different wars that our country has committed. Yeah, you know. So, anyways, I yeah, I, I don't mean to now. I'm now I'm getting defensive again, or I sound like I'm getting defensive again, and I don't necessarily mean to do that, except to say that, um, just that. It, Boiling things down like that can be problematic. That's all. Um, and and I would I would encourage everyone also not to be one sided, um, because I think that um, I really we really like James White. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he does have a level head. Um, he he can get kind of passionate sometimes. Yes, yes. I I think that he can. Um, uh, he often errs on the side of more of like logical reasoning versus tempering his words mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And so he can say things much more bluntly um, than they necessarily need to be said without thought to how that is taken. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he is helpful in thinking through things, right. but I wouldn't necessarily say things the way that he does all the time (laughs) um so i would i would just encourage you to read the other side as well to understand the other side's position right um because if you're simply hearing everything from the way that he um says things you're not getting a well-rounded picture of the opposite Mm -hmm. not the way that the way that people see the world that way either Mm -hmm. In in which case, I would say often it is in, in, with this issue that he's addressing. Often it's it's from this um, position of critical race theory, which mm-hmm. I have an issue with that in general. Seeing people as different races, and right. things like that. Um, well, and but and he's had a lot of attacks against him recently. Yeah. So a lot of it is him like defending himself. Right. Right. It is. It is defensive. Yeah. And purely from a logical standpoint, right? So, yeah, he's he's kind of like fending off attacks mm-hmm. instead of being. Um, it doesn't take a very pastoral tone, you know. Right. As as a as a pastor, you would come at things probably a lot more, um, a lot more gently in general, unless you're addressing a wolf, which a lot of the times, in, in this case, he's not. You know, so. Um, sorry if I was talking kind of vague there, but anyways, these issues are deep and complex and hopefully we've said something that can be helpful. (laughs) I don't know. Um, so do you have any other recos before we head out? Um, can't think of anything else. No. Okay. 
Um, well, the only thing I would recommend this week is a band. I woke up this morning and, um, you know, made waffles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, popped on some CDs, discography by a band that I really enjoy. And they're called The Deer Hunter. And that's deer as in like addressing a letter. D-E-A-R. Not Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just very good kind of like orchestral progressive rock um and it all kind of like tells one huge story that i am not privy to i only kind of have glimpses into it but um it's very well thought out very well performed and sung and um it's good stuff so i'd recommend them check them out um they're fun i have a soft spot for act two but pretty much anything you listen to by them is going to be really good um, three is great. Four is fantastic. Five is really good. One is good. The recording's just a little rough. And that one's much more, um, it feels more like a movie score. The color series classical is really piece. cool. It is really cool because of what they're doing with those. Yeah, so so the color spectrum is um, a number. It's like eight different EPs that are all based on colors. So what does red sound like? Well, here are three songs that I think red sounds like. What does purple sound like? What does indigo sound like? What does white sound like? Um, And so it has these really cool interpretations. Like indigo is basically like electronic songs. Blue is really reverby. Green is really folky. Red is like straight up chunky rock music black is is like industrial rock yeah so it's 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 a really cool idea and if you can get your your head around it um they pull it off really well so the deer hunter they're great check them out it's good stuff yeah yeah well if you would like to talk to us you can do so um by emailing us uh so talk to me podcast at gmail.com or you can catch us on twitter our handle is so underscore talk to me any final thoughts before we head out? I knew do, they were do doing wanna, it this month. I just wasn't sure when. Do you want to explain what you're talking about? Oh, sorry. I'm wearing um the Rugged Marriage t-shirt. Oh. A podcast that we used to listen to. That uh they when, when was that? Back in I'm not good with time. I don't even remember. Oh gosh. Quite a while ago. It was a while ago that they uh stopped doing that. Chris and Alex, they were the hosts of the Rugged Marriage podcast, and they did a good job at it, I think. Good stuff. They got you into podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) They did. And they had a huge Facebook group. Yeah. But, yep, just needed to shift some priorities and pay more attention to their families, so they dropped it. Oh. But we'll not before out. we were able to get some merch. Hey-o. So I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah. And Super cool I, shirt. Yeah. I don't know if if they took all of the episodes down yet or not, but they were still up until this month, but I'm not sure what day this month they were yeah. available till. Well, so month is almost over. So. I know. <laughs> all right. Well, till next time, guys, we'll... Uh, See you later, I guess. Well, well, we won't see you. We'll unless, talk to you later. Unless you are a listener that we 
tend to see often. Yeah, yeah you. You know you. who you are. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Go talk to your spouse. Do it. Bye. They were raping my ears. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Where is that from? I don't know. It's from something. Dang it. Oh, I I think it I think that's just like a meme or a joke or something oh, is like it? that. Maybe it is. Yeah. Someone who was traumatized because of ear rape. Because of someone that said something. Anyways, I might <laughs> just cut this out of the episode because <laughs> rather not talk about rape. <laughs>